0: Welcome to Cannabis Data Science. You're in for a particular treat today. You know us. We've been at this for a long time now, just slow and methodically collecting data, standardizing it, looking at it, asking interesting research questions, trying to draw insights. And we try to follow the demand. We try to listen keep our ears to the ground hear what statistics are people demanding and then try to put those statistics and data into people's hands because we think that's what our comparative advantage and the way that we can help people out in the cannabis space i'll share with you a lot of new ground a lot of work that can be done some exciting new developments and of course we'll just have a fun day crunching cannabis data at the end of the day so that's what i have to share with you today we'd love to hear about some of your adventures it's a meetup after all so you know feel free to share some of your interests so i'll start so i don't put anyone on the spot i'll start with my intrepid co-host candace who's been helping me wrangle data for a long time now she's got an impressive technical setup so I'll pass it off to you, Candace. Anything you'd like to share? Any of your thoughts you want to put on the table?
1: Well, it's been a fun week. I uh, ran get results uh, or get licenses for Florida. That was pretty cool. Came up with a real nice uh, CSV. Thank you, Keegan, and also to get results, Florida. Uh, I'm getting those as well. I have 17.3 gigabyte of. Uh, coa pdfs and um actually i made some changes in the code that uh where i resulted with cannot save file into a non-existent directory parent but uh, i know where that is and otherwise yeah it's uh you know parsing and putting into a results uh data set and i'm really excited because this is a lot of information for florida and i have been trying to obtain it by uh, purchasing product and part, you know, uh, with Facebook uh, group, medical patients in Florida that were sharing COAs. So I'm really excited about this and um, that and uh, the metric API, I'm getting closer to that. Um, I'm just waiting now. I filled out everything, the agreements.
0: And um,
1: as far as the Massachusetts Freedom of Information Act, I'm, I am going to pursue it. Um, you know because uh, you know the CCC does have the records. They have it in a database, and all they have to do is just publish it to a CSV file instead of printing it out. But they're saying that they don't have the records, and uh, I don't know. You know, I I could be mistaken, right? But I just want to ask them. You know about that. I really don't understand why it can't be done where it can't be done by other states. But that's oh, it. <laughs> And hi everybody
0: i absolutely love it because that's sort of the lesson of the day is ask and you shall receive and just the act of asking as we've discussed in the past and i'll drill home today adds value right and i always say right one of the lessons in the past was you know it doesn't hurt to ask so as candace was saying you know she's at least asking for lab results for some of these cannabis products in her state because those are data points that she's interested in Um and candace isn't alone there's a lot of people out there searching for this data i'll actually piggyback on a lot of the things candace said momentarily but I'll have a lot to say on that. So while I'm formalizing my thoughts, I'll go ahead and let everybody have a chance to speak. So, Hector, it's phenomenal to see you. You've been on my mind as we've got some new data science algorithms to write. And Canlytics is going to be looking for some of its first hires in the near future. So I'm going to be getting everybody formally contacted once i, you know, get all the job postings listed as i w- will share with you today i've been sprinting on something interesting um i can uh res- go back to just a, a nice methodical jog at this point um and try to get some of some of you awesome people involved so That's but, amazing oh, news but but what's um what's on your mind or plate or any thoughts you want to put on the table? Um, I'm doing a data science boot camp right now. Well, hi, my name is Hector. I sporadically show up
2: in these meetings every once in a while. Um, I'm doing a data science boot camp, and right now we're on break. We just finished our second capstone, and I did a project
0: on uh, identifying candidates who were going to – who were going to go bankrupt, and so I ran several machine learning algorithms, including uh, random forest and XGBoost, and uh, I was able to get some pretty good results from from running my models. I, I ran PCA. I did. I did a whole bunch of stuff. It was a lot of fun. I look forward to being able to use my skills even further in the future. Well in the past remember we poked around at survival analysis i think we were looking at washington state but right we've got traceability data and even lab results right it contains a surprising amount of information and one thing is just who's operating right so just from say lab results alone you can kind of get a pulse of you know who's going do the lab? How many samples are they sending in? But in you know Washington State, we've got full traceability data, so we can even look at sales. And so we were saying, oh, you know, we're we're trying to look at people's sales over time, and we noticed people would drop out of the market, and of course people would enter the market. So what you could potentially do is maybe you could adapt your bankruptcy model to the Washington State data, and almost have a. A risk assessment model or slash survival model. So maybe you could apply it to licensees there. And yeah, maybe some of the licensees, they're going along steady. They're at low risk of bankruptcy or or falling out of the market. But maybe you can identify people who are at high risk of exiting and they may not even realize it. So you may be able to send them an email and just say, "Hey, some of your key performance indicators aren't looking that great." Or I've got this risk assessment model, and you know maybe you were flagged, and you know maybe we could you know work together to try to figure out some ways to 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 lower your risk of exit. So. Um, but I'm just brainstorming. I'm sure you can think of, you know, many more uses or even a uh, better, better application than that. But I I love that you're you're keeping your nose to the grindstone and working on your skills. That's important. So, Robert, good to see you. I think we were co- corresponding about some some work to be done and i've started to share some of the the data collection efforts slash standardization efforts even the ai efforts that we're working on in slack and so on and so forth so pl- please everyone get in touch with me if you need an invite to the slack channel or anything but how are, how is your work going robert good yes yeah,
3: similar to hector i'm also in a uh, a data science boot camp and finished up a Capstone 2 projects where I did something somewhat similar and that was looking at a uh, credit card credit scoring uh, uh, classification model where I used about six different classification algorithms and then before that I also had a fair amount of uh, data scrubbing and standardizing to do uh, and you know most or in the past as a sequel developer I would you know not be crazy about the idea of data scrubbing but it was a good chance to practice Python so I was pretty happy or, or totally fine with running a bunch of different Python scripts to get clean CSV files that would be able to import into a SQL database without generating errors and so on, import errors. Uh, And then similarly, I'm, you know, these days, super enthused with, you know, what AI and chat GPT and what BARD can do. Uh, Very interesting stuff going on right now with all this AI that's out there. Um, so yeah, that's me, you know, studying hard and I'll circle back to you on getting some of those data files and how I can assist.
0: Well, once again, Robert, going to tie in your interests as well, because I always like to explore all the latest and greatest tools. I always caution people, you know, don't put all your eggs in in one basket you know in the past we talked about you know some of the blockchain technologies and while i still think those are awesome technologies and I, to a certain extent we use little pieces of them we use hashing and as i was talking about like there's ways that we can start incorporating more of those ideas into our work but i think the slow approach is is good just slow adoption um as i said don't just want to rush full steam into it so i'm a little careful with ai in that i don't necessarily want to rush full steam into it but at the same time i think it would be negligent to not explore it it's a awesome new technology everyone's raving about it so shouldn't we understand it fairly well and actually as i'll show you today it can be interesting to to help us do well estimation remember statistics at the end of the day is about prediction so today I'll show you how we can use the ai model for predictive purposes so we may not want to say that this is de- the definitive answer but sometimes a remember we when we were doing forecasting i was saying you know any forecast is better than no forecast. Um, And so in this case, it will be any look at the data is better than no look at the data. So that's a teaser, some really, really exciting things to, to share with you momentarily. But before I get to that, Rick, thrilled to see you today. Going to be picking up with some of the topics from last week, in particular, pheno hunting so that's sort of the the theme of the day today. So we'd love to hear about some of your thoughts or ideas that you want to put on the table.
4: Yeah, I'm excited to uh see what you've come up with uh for today. Uh it was a great conversation last week. Uh so hi everyone, my name is Rick. Um right now my main focus is AI. Uh I've been working not so much with collecting uh number uh data but more text data. Um this is don't know if you consider it like tribal knowledge or what but uh, in terms of cultivating uh you know uh, history about genetics and and where they came from and and trying to track origins of specific expressions and plants so on and so forth um there's not a, a huge database available for for collecting a lot of that there is books and stuff so i've Essentially, just been uh, scraping all of that data from various forums like Reddit. There's a lot of good subreddits, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then running those through uh, an embedding uh, process and then uh, storing it in a vector database for retrieval um, for AI. So you just kind of throw like an AI chatbot on top of that and it can query. Uh, the database and get really accurate responses after, you know, a minimal amount of fine tuning. Um, it's got a lot of moving pieces and it's, it's hard to keep up with because things change so rapidly. Um, and I haven't used it for numbers yet, Gigan, and I, I suspect it's it's because of a lot of your cautions as well. Uh, but for text and, and stuff like growing or helping someone that has a, a cultivation question, it's, it's working pretty well right now. So that's what I'm uh, working on.
0: I absolutely love it Rick and hopefully we can add some tools to your tool belt today and you know just kind of you know bounce bounce good ideas off of each other because a lot of the work we're doing is complementary um so absolutely love it excited to see you know where you how you develop and how your projects grow. So, so keep us up to date on these. So this is exciting work that you're doing. It's right in the vein of everything we're doing today. Um, and it's it's funny that you once again bring up Reddit because I'll tie in some of, some of the work you're doing today too. So simply phenomenal, simply phenomenal. How about you, Anna? Welcome to the group. Well, you've been to the group. So good to see you today. Thrilled to see you. you so We'd much. love to hear about some of the things that are on your plate and any ideas that you want to put on the table.
2: Oh my gosh. I haven't been working on anything exciting. I've just been doing a lot of housekeeping. So um, setting up the um external hard drive and just uh my file system and all that. Um, but I am finding that there's not a whole lot of data for Oregon to scrape off the web. And so i've still been looking around um i guess yeah i'm still a little bit lost on that part and i am looking for other people from portland or oregon in general um so yeah i may be shifting off of the medical focus even though that's always where i want to put my my efforts but right now i'm a little distracted with some of the stuff going on in the the policy arena so yeah, but I, I don't really have anything very um, interesting to present, just puttering along still. But I am I just wanted to reconnect for sure. So thank you. I'm in good company, it looks like.
0: Ooh, well, Anna, I think we can give you some rays of sunshine here because I think we can provide, or you can maybe even kindle spark up a way to actually get some of this Oregon data and once again it all begins as we said with asking so i'll go ahead and share my screen here but you're definitely on the right path and as i tell everybody you know even if you're just able to spend 20 minutes a day just doing some sort of data science thing right even if that's just setting up like you said your external hot hard drive that's still moving the ball forward and <laughs> these external hard drives I I've gone this is my third one now so be really careful with them um because they're really they're actually kind of fragile and so if, like I did you drop it on the floor it's it's gone I'm gonna try to do like some some data recovery once once again my philosophy is um you know, Archive, archive, archive. So you want to have data stored in multiple places. And that's why, yes, you know, it's phenomenal for me to have it on my external hard drive. You know, if you can afford it to put it in the cloud, you can do that. But, you know, cloud prices can be non-negligible. And, and then dis- distribute. That's the our, our third source of resiliency. So, if I drop my hard drive with a bunch of this lab results, you know, on the floor, like I did, that's okay because all of you awesome data scientists are also archiving data. So, you know, as Candice was mentioned, she's beginning her archive of lab results. And I would encourage all of you to, to archive data because just, you know, Maybe I drop my hard drive on the floor, Candice drops her hard drive on the floor, but, you know, thankfully Anna has, has a copy. So, you know, you just never know when your copy is going to pay off or be useful to someone. And Anna, you also mentioned medical patients. Well, as Candice was mentioning in the beginning, In Florida, there's medical cannabis. And look at this. So we were telling people that, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. You know, you're going to be going to a dispensary. I think, you know, that if you're consuming a product, it's pertinent to know what you're consuming. So it wouldn't hurt to ask for the certificate. I don't think in Florida they're mandated to provide them. In some states, they are, like Washington State, um, and in some states they're maybe not mandated, but people will provide them. So I I've seen them in Massachusetts before, from just asking at a dispensary, and I don't think it's mandated there. But but this is this is pretty typical, um, right? And as I said, don't get mad. Right. So you, just because you just because it's OK to ask doesn't necessarily mean they have to say yes. So, you, you know, you may get a no and you have to kind of just be OK with that. Um, so here they say, oh, you know, they said, oh, the printer was offline. And once again, that may be perfectly. Um, the that may actually be the case because printers are notoriously fickle, um, but. But, but this is my point is, if you go around asking, well, so that was three months ago. Well, eight days ago, look at this. Somebody made a post, you know, VitaCan finally put their COAs up. And so they, so they thought, oh, you know, they never thought it would happen. Um, but they're like, oh, this is amazing. You know, I can now shop off of terpenes um and, and and like this is another thing is you know you know you shouldn't have to look at the CoA after you purchased it right because ideally you want to you know know what you're consuming you know before you purchase it um and so I'll I'll let you explore this but you know now people are saying like oh look you know here I bought this product um and they're saying oh you know what's up with the the thc values and then you know people chime in in the comments you know kind of you know having a conversation about it and i think this is this is brilliant right because this is kind of reducing some of the the murkiness that was in the market right people were kind of you know getting hung up on these THC numbers but now they're actually kind of able to see like oh like there's more to it um than you know there's more to this than just total THC you know we've got all the the other cannabinoids and oh you know what's going on you know here with with terpenes and sure enough so here's somebody saying like Oh, like, so I think I like terpenes, <laughs> right? So, and they're saying, you know, oh, you know, what's the deal with, with Farnazine, which, which is a, a terpene they test for in, in Florida. And so, once again, you know, this person just finally, you know, saw some COAs and they're just asking, like, okay, like, they didn't even know about terpenes. And they're like, You know, can someone just please explain terpenes to me? And, you know, sure enough, you know, once again, you've got to be cautious about things people tell you, um, right? You want to, you know, check it for, for factual accuracy and everything. But this is still a conversation. And so that's the point is ask a question and it can, you know, get the conversation going. They asked a question about COAs got the conversation going you know they posted a coa you know that got the conversation going to to terpenes and then you know and then now rick now this is sort of up your vein people are now saying like okay you know is there any way we can start you know accumulating some of these coas so that way we can kind of understand them as a whole so for example, if you see beta pinene at 0.2%, is that a lot or is that a little? Well, as we've seen, if you actually look at the distribution, you can find out if something is you know, above average or below average, and that's a useful data point. So, so that's what people are kind of after. Um, and once again, the, the, Rick, these aren't finished projects. And so this is what I call a demand for a product, right? So these are people saying that, oh, you know, we want some COAs, you know, we want a COA database. Here's somebody who's got a, a research question. So they say, you know, oh, you know, what's going on with with Farneseen? And now finally, you know, somebody just asked the question you know can we just get a you know a universal coa search site well remember at the beginning ask and you shall receive so this is you know just the reddit on reddit was just the the crude origins you know to this you know very very day or a couple days ago you know people are just posting up their results and you know you can get the the various um you know you can start looking at some of these coas and you know so what i realized is oh well they have you know qr codes on them so what you can do is scan the qr code on your url or i mean scan the QR code on your phone or with with Python or however you please and you know you can now get this um, actually here we can actually do this in uh, Python real quick so to just show you how you can actually get the the CoA URL off of this thing um, you know you can use canlytics Um. And our favorite COA parsing tool, COA doc. Uh, And then we can find the COA URL over here. So, I think we can do this without too much trouble. Hopefully, if it's too much trouble, I'll just pass it, pass it. But we can just say, oh, let's find this QR code um, and so this just checks all the images and sees if any of them are QR codes and if there's a parsable URL from them. Um, so once again, not super fast. So if any of you want to you know, get in there and, and also I'm running a bunch of processes right now. But, but long story short, you know you can start to you know find the the direct source of these of these COAs and basically upon you know further exploration you know you can basically find that these various laboratories are publishing i think similar to mcr labs where maybe certain clients want to to make their coas publicly available so for example you know vita can you know they're trying to to get their coas in the the hands of consumers um, uh, da, 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 da. um and just to kind of show you um so, for example, one of the things like Candice was working on um, and the, that I was working on was just archiving all of these. Um, so, so basically, uh, uh, let's see if we can't, uh, here one second here, just going to see if we can't uh, just pull these up real quick for you. Um, so, for example, say we wanted to, to look at VitaCAN COAs, uh, we can do that. Okay. One second, let me try one more thing. Okay. Maybe not. Or I, think I, I think I just had an extra backslash in there. Uh, Okay, let's try one more time. Okay, so so they just have so remember they just started you know eight days ago or so 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 they may not have well actually these look like they're from from earlier oh so here's uh here's the latest one so here's one from April twenty eighth so maybe they don't have all of their COAs here but you can, you know, start to, to look at them. And once again, they've got the, the terpene values. And so, okay, so why am I, I jammering on about all of this? Um, well, There's a demand for for COA data. So, you know, why don't we basically, you know, give the people what they want? So, you know, what you can do is, you know, you can at least find all of these COA links. So, you know, there's, we were just doing them finding them through crude manners. So, you know, people, so here's someone who bought some animal tsunami and sure enough, they posted their COA. You know, you can basically get the the QR code then get the the official COA. Um, that's my recommendation um, because as you can see people's pictures sometimes cut off portions of the the certificate. so it's best if the you can get the the official URL you know you know as our as we said, you know go straight to the source um and then you know and then we can basically work on CoA parsing tools because that's where people are are worried about, right? They're saying like, oh, you know, what's going on with farnazine? And, you know, we've been interested in limonene um, and, you know, beta-pinene. And it it doesn't really make much sense to just uh, have to, to paw through this COA. So, you know, why don't we basically do this with with Python here. So I'll go ahead and and show you how we can do that. But before I do that, any thoughts, comments, questions before we dive into this code here? Okay, okay. I'm st- 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 still with you all, right? Yeah.
4: Okay. Yep. Okay.
0: Go. Phenomenal. So I'll try to, to tie this tie this all together and bring it home. So long story short, you can start archiving some of these COAs. And this is just a little setup here. So as I said, we're going to use open AIs. So what we can do, well, right, we can find this PDF um so so you, right so people are posting up their various PDFs here and so this this is just a sample here that somebody tested this uh Co it's a gooberry extraction um and they, this one was tested at ACS laboratory and so here's one, uh right this one was at Keisha Labs, and I am working on it. Basically, a parsing algorithm for for some of these, you know, Keisha certificates and some of these ACS certificates. But I started looking at some of this, some of the the data, some of these certificates. So I'll just show you some of the the PDFs here. Um, here I'll try to find one that's got a, a large span of so, so so right. Here's you know like a more recent COA, um, a one-to-one CBD THC balm. Interesting, you know we can, uh, you know you're not going to see many terpenes um, in this balm, but for some reason they put in put in this one. Uh, hexa what's it say hexadrothymol so interesting um but remember this is a balm. um the important thing on this one is just the the cbd and the thc concentrations um but i realized you know not all these coas are made the same and you know if you go way back in time so here's a COA from either so, – so this looks like a COA from 2019. And, you know, you don't have as much information. Um, and, in fact, you don't even have total THC or CBD on this one. Um, and as you can kind of see from, like, the, the file sizes here, like, over time – in Their COA just, you know, gradually changed into, you know, what it is today. But some of the, you know, the earlier ones are going to be a little different, right? So here's like an early Keisha Lab COA where this one was in 2019. This one does have total cannabinoids on it which is what we're after um at least for uh some of our analyses we would like terpenes too but at the minimum we'd like to get cannabinoids and so what i realized is you know it may not actually make sense to and write a, a algorithm to parse a particular coa because the formatting's always changing and, you know, why is it changing? Well, because, you know, software developers like to be continuously improving upon their code. And, you know, the laboratories would like to be, you know, hopefully continuously improving their COAs, you know, to a certain extent. And so, you know, they maybe they looked at this and they realized, oh, you know, we could add terpenes to it. And so just over time, you can see, you know more styling was done various elements moved around on the pages which is you know fine and dandy but it's going to make coa parsing super difficult but why should we let that stop us because you know at the end of the day the data is there so remember you know never throw away any data so this is sort of the problem we're faced with. People want these lab results. They're there, They're right? They're on the web. The data is even on the PDF. But as we said, it's basically locked and unobtainable. Like, as we said, the data is so close, yet so far away, right? You can get all the certificates and you know people are diligently doing that here on reddit right they recognize that the data is so close it's so close let, let's at least get these urls and you know they they did a, a noble thing there because it pointed us in the direction of them and you know we've got some interesting tools up our tool belt here so without further anticipation let's just go ahead and get into it so we've got the first page here of the certificate so here's this true clear syringe so remember this is the one of these oh yes this is the acs laboratory certificate for the true clear syringe okay so let's let's keep this in mind so we basically just have the all of the text from the from the front page um let me print this out nicely for you this is just just the raw text um so there's the true clear syringe you know here's all the cannabinoid information oh look you know there's farnazine um actually just for fun let's just go ahead and get farnazine. uh um i missed, missed this spell farn-a-zine. okay we'll just let ai deal with the the spelling on this one um but but check this out so we've got the text and so what if we just tell You remember, let's try an untrained chat GPT model and just say, hey, you know, extract as many of these data points to JSON from the following text, right? Because that's basically what what you could tell a human to do. It would take them a long time, um, you know, a handful of minutes, and they wouldn't love to do it. But you could tell a human, okay. Put the product name here. Put the product type here. Put the producer here. Put put the THC, CBD, and some of these terpenes here, right? And then we would go through and we would say, okay, here's farnazine. They want the farnazine percent. You know, it's four point eight oh seven. Going to give the the model a supplement prompt here, and I basically am saying only or I'd say return only JSON and always return at least an empty object if no data can be found. So I'm basically saying at least return me something here. Um, and let's just see see what happens. So there's a lot of things that can go wrong here. There's uh, the connection error, hopefully, um, you know, I am streaming after all. So, so we may not want to expect this to be super speedy, but as often with proof of concepts, they can always be refined. So the idea is you want to at least make sure you can do something and then you can you know do it better and faster. And so check this out. So we've got the product name. There's the true clear syringe. It did not get the product type out of this, um, unless it did. But here, let's, uh, let's look at the COA real quick. Uh, so it didn't quite get the sample type correct. So it's in sample matrix. Um, well, I don't know, that's debatable. Um, so we'll maybe have to try this out on on more COAs, but the the product type may have been a miss. It got the producer as true leave. And for some reason it put it in all capital letters, but I'm not sure why it did that. But we at least have have true leave right there. And check this out. Total. THC, we've got 87. Um, Let me actually just try to put this side by side instead of going back and forth. Okay, so we're looking for total THC of 80. Yep, so there's 87.66. Then we've got 0.303% CBD. Then we've got point oh nine nine percent beta pinene zero point three percent three nine percent d-limonene and check it out it even got the farnesene, the the 4.807 and it, as i said it would be phenomenal to get every single last data point and so i think you know we should we should work on that but I think we tried this in some prior weeks where we just tried to get the kitchen sink and it it didn't quite work that well. I mean, it kind of did, but it was a little hit or miss. So this is the GPT-4 model. So it's a slightly better model. I think last time we we may have been using GPT-3 or 3.5. So it's a slightly better model. Maybe it's a better prompt. it's a different coa so there's a lot of things that we can we can tinker with here so there's a as as rick was saying at the beginning there's a lot of moving pieces you know this is kind of an arbitrary prompt and so this is maybe where they say people talk about prompt prompt engineering so i'll post this code i should have done it before the meetup but i'll do it immediately after and you can try to to tinker around with this. So you know maybe you can add that would be an experiment. Just keep adding data points until until maybe it breaks. So maybe it can handle parsing them all. Um, but but that's something for you to experiment. and there's other parameters you can toggle. The temperature is basically how creative you want the model to be. And I thought we wanted it to not be creative, right? We don't want it making up answers. So that could be sort of another check you could do. You could maybe make a query and you can say, is, you know, this number in fact in the, uh, the COA? So you could even say, oh, you know, is this in uh, the front page text? and it is so so that that could potentially be like various checks you could do after you parse it because remember like these are numbers and it's you know it's one thing for for chat gpt to to just to turn out a paragraph that you send in an email you know it's another thing for it to to turn out cannabinoid percentages that say you know medical patients in florida are going to be using to make purchasing decisions so we may want to be put you know a little bit of uh you know some some double checking in place to to be pretty certain about these numbers and in fact what people always kind of recommend with ai models is it doesn't hurt to have somebody check then like a human at the end of the day So, what I was thinking was we can work on the COA-Doc user interface and basically somebody could, you know, upload their certificate here. We could try to parse it with COA-Doc or OpenAI and just try to get as many data points as possible and then just suggest those to the user that, okay, this may be the answer. And then they can either say yes or no. So you could then parse this COA, you can get this list back, and they may say, yes, that's the product name, no, that's not the product type, yes, that's the producer, yes, 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 yes. So that way, you know, you can kind of have a, a human, you know, confirm this at the end of the day. Well. Do you want to see it put to, to use at scale or what, what are your your thoughts on this one show us if you got it i'm excited to see what what you've got up your sleeve okay well this one's so here i'll just get this one churning away and then let's go look at that other one so basically i just wrote this into a function so this is just the exact work we did here but just in a reusable function so this is just the prompt um and so these are the things i think right this right this was just almost like a throwaway prompt this is just when i kind of just came up with this morning but these may be the things that that people these may be people's prized possessions just and it doing a a little experimentation with some of the image generation it's all about the prompts and so people are just trying to you know figure out the right and right that's x right you've got to think about this as a statistical function or output is y and this is x um so this matters a lot um so people and as i said that's what statisticians have fun about at lunch is talking about x you know talking about what um what goes into the model um, and its parameters so you can uh, spend a lot of time on this okay but anywho just the prompt and then all this is doing is opening the pdf getting the front page formatting the prompt from the front page and then pinging openai it's either going to fail or maybe the parsing fails, but you know we're going to try to get the data at the end of the day because basically this is what the content looks like and then we can format that into nice, tidy JSON. So I'll just let this one rip here. With um, I'm just going to do five COAs because I had it um, run in full in uh, another interpreter and i'll basically show you the the full results okay so unfortunately this first one failed and this is where a lot of trial and error is needed and that's why i encourage you all to to play with these prompts because i've been kind of running this one on and off and it's weird because this first observation sometimes fails and sometimes succeeds. Um, which is which is just completely strange and bizarre to me that you know, you'd get you know two different outputs from the same query, but it happens. Um, so I would you know, encourage you all to, to, to try to yeah, try to figure out why that's happening so that way we we can fix it um but this is where i get into the what i the point i raised at the beginning was this is now imperfect you know we're definitely in the realm of statistics now right we've got a non random sample these are just certificates that people were posting non-randomly in Florida. So that's our sample we're working with. It's further biased because certain queries are failing. So that it's an unknown source of bias. So like why are those are those queries uh failing? And it may not actually be necessarily by well actually I forget if this is technically bot actually So, there's different things that can happen in your statistics, right? So, um, if you have measurement error or missing observations, um, please research if that can lead to bias or not. I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say that miscalculations can. I forget if missing data can or not. I want to say it may lead to bias. So, that's some statistical homework for you but these are are different concepts in statistics. You know, bias is a statistical concept. You know, missing data and miscalculations or entry error, those are just characteristics of the data. Um, But here here you see we got four out of five. Um, So, running around 80% which is awesome right as i said at the beginning i'd rather look at any data than no data so you know let's let's look at this um so so that's the first step right is get the data um here let's let's make sure i've got it here okay so there it is um and now let's visualize it and we've got some khalifa kush and it's so interesting because i just it's so strange how the world works with these little coincidences but i just shared a video um, with you all on slack the last week about burner um you know of cookies discussing some of the the strains that you know uh, he's tied to, um, and he was saying that you know Wiz Khalifa wanted a a strain, and I think they just maybe, um, you know, branded uh, maybe a really potent variety of the OG Kush as you know Wiz Khalifa's Khalifa Kush, and you know just from what I was watching on the video, they were like saying that like you know he he wants to be you know the only one you know, to grow this variety. And, and that's awesome. Well, as cannabis data scientists, you know, we can kind of, you know, help at least characterize some of some of right? So, so Burner's the one who grew the strain, um, but we can, you know, help them with statistics. So, you know, maybe or maybe not, they may not know with, say the say the average, right? Is this a sativa or is this an indica leaning strain into how much? And so what we can do is we can look at some of our favorite ratios here. So here, I forget uh, da, 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 how this function works. Um just simple division. Uh, Okay, let's take the mean. Check this out. So remember, my rule of thumb is anything greater than 0.25 or anything greater than a 1 to 4 ratio of beta-pinene to D-limonene, I would think of as a sativa. We were looking at, say, Durban poison, Um, And that's closer to a three to four or almost a one to one ratio. And that's when I think of a strong sativa. So the higher this number goes, typically I think the more sativa leaning it is. And then the lower it goes, the more indica it's leaning. And from looking at a sample of this data, it was looking to me like, um maybe it's some strong strong indicas or maybe down towards like 0.1 or 0.15 so to me this one looks like it's on the the indica side maybe not the strongest like the heaviest indica out there but uh but but that's how i would characterize this one um and, and then uh here, here I've just parsed a bunch more, so there's a whole lot more parsing to be done. So this is just the same script, but uh, I just let it run on 57 strains, and then we can plot all of these on the map. So here you see, so these are ones that I would consider heavy indicas. So this one, so look at this, they're even calling this one a mpx sativa osfg live rosin right (laughs) but but that one is you know just kind of uh spitballing here it's around yeah 0.16 so it's interesting here because as we were saying you know names may not always be perfect but to me this, right, this looks like it's labeled, Uh, you know, this sativa, O-S-F-G, um, double check this name for me, please. But this one's a live rosin, and as I was saying, in my book, I would categorize, uh, categorize that one as a strong indica, and I would kind of... You know different people have their different tastes some people seek out the indicas um and then you know personally i i'm just a bit more fan of the sativa but yeah everybody's got their personal preferences so if i was shopping you know i would be looking for you know one of these like these yellow or or green strains um so you know i'd be looking for like you know one of these khalifa cushies. And so this is where I was getting into the fact, or remember we were talking about at the beginning, Um, one of the things we would like to start looking at would be phenotypes. Um, So what you can do here is you can just look at, hopefully, yes, so you can, there's a ton of them. So let's just do like a sample of, We'll just look at 10 of them um uh, so we'll just look at actually that may have been too many so it looks like they're kind of clustering down there okay maybe it was uh, enough it looks like the Khalifa Kushes are clustering down you know down here towards as I was saying, you know more on the the indica side but it's just kind of interesting because you know now and again you'll just have essentially a hemotype or phenotype so this is the khalifa kush strain but just for whatever reason um just something about that plant maybe it was an environmental factor Maybe it was a genetic factor if they're growing these from seed instead of clone. If they're all clones, then it must be some sort of environmental factor. But something happened with these two varieties here. And in my book, you know, they're just more on the sativa side. So maybe if, you know, say, you know, Wiz Khalifa and Burner were trying to, say, branch this into two different Product lines, you know, they may be able to, you know, spin off, uh, you know, a, a Khalifa Kush Sativa uh, variety strain, and they, you know, maybe they mix it with uh, Durban, right? Maybe you mix this phenotype with the Durban, and that's, you know, Sativa with some of the Khalifa Kush attributes that you like, and then maybe they just keep this phenotype type around as their, their classic one. Or maybe they would say, oh, this this one doesn't match the typical Khalifa Kush that people are expecting in the market. So maybe that one doesn't meet their quality control standards. So there you know there's a lot you can do with this from here. But but as I was saying, this is just a prediction, right? We need to actually and I here I've got all the the code up here, so we've actually see see this is so strange, right? Because look, this time, right? When I just ran this code for you over here, the first AI query failed, but for whatever reason, when I ran it the first time, it it succeeded um, and did 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 give a result. So as I was saying. You know, more work needs to be done to figure out, you know, why are these requests succeeding and why are they failing? And, you know, are these results accurate? So, for example, you know, this one didn't report any beta-pinene or d Um, And so, what we can do is we can actually pull up um, you can actually pull up this PDF, and you know we can confirm if this thing has terpenes on it or not. So here we have the, and see, sure enough, it's got beta pinene, and it also has D limonene. So this would be an inaccurate prediction. Um, So he, actually, 0.69. Oh, wait, actually, hold on. This one actually, maybe that wasn't the null one. Um, Maybe these ended up getting sorted somehow. Um, Okay, so these may not be in order, but... um, Let's see if I can find one with missing values. Okay, so okay, so that, that may have actually worked out okay. Um, so once again, I'm gonna go ahead and start wrapping up since I've gone way over time, but I would encourage you all to basically, you know, we're gonna have to start double checking these, right? Because it's like, if we're gonna use this model to extract cannabinoid and terpene data, then we want to have some measure of accuracy. So I still think it would be a useful exercise to, to say, parse these through a well-defined algorithm that we know for certain is pulling, you know, all the terpenes and parsing them, you know, say to 99% accuracy, and then compare that to the OpenAI model. And we would like this OpenAI model to, you know, approach. it's probably never going to be 100% accurate, but we would like it to at least approach um, 100% accuracy, even if we never get there. So, so that's the first step I think is, or a next step is figure out what exactly is the accuracy of this prompt slash algorithm. And then, as I was saying, this takes a little bit of time here. So, you know, this may have taken five to ten to fifteen minutes or so to parse fifty. And also remember, there's a, a non-negligible price here. So actually, I've I've kind of raked up a, a little bit of a bill this morning. So through all of my development and parsing so remember you know i i parsed you know maybe a hundred or so of these um it has you know cost me about five bucks um so once again that's not the 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 most in the world but you know it it's non-negligible but my philosophy is these are such small costs and the data is so valuable surely the marginal benefit exceeds these tiny marginal costs. So, we've got north of 15,000 COAs that we could potentially parse. Don't have to do them all with AI, but check this out. I'll just tie this off at the end of the day with, remember at the beginning, why are we doing all of this? because somebody says you know can't we just get a universal coa site where we can say search and look at results well ask and you shall receive so i encourage you all to put this in your browser and smoke it and this is (laughs) just a work in progress but a, this is an extreme work in progress. So this is just a, a pure development uh, version. Um, and so there's still a lot more work to be done, especially on the parsing front. So I haven't incorporated the parsing yet, but this is just a retrieval tool. But, you know, now if we start populating a database, or this may have been too much to ask for. Okay, may have crashed. Okay, so as I said, there's more work to be done to make sure that that the website doesn't crash and you can do, you know, cool things with this list. You know, like all the, you know, fun things people like to do, like sort, filter, search, download. Um, So right now it just has the, this one doesn't, I'm not sure if this is a valid PDF um oh yeah check that out so so here's just a, a Rosin from from green scientific so you know the and the search algorithm i cooked up last night is is far from perfect so there's a thousand and one ways that this can be improved upon or just taking an entirely different direction so rick you know if you want to to work on, you know, an entirely different aspect, you're welcome to. There's just, this is just a demonstration that, hey, this data is there. These are just links to PDFs that exist on the web. We can make these readily searchable. And so now we can at least get these COAs. So now somebody can at least search and find the COA, well, you know, now we have written just this morning an algorithm to actually parse this. So once again, it's going to be a non-zero cost, but somebody could now try to parse this COA, get the, the cannabinoids or the terpenes out of it. And as I was saying, we may have to adjust the parsing algorithm, right? This one's just looking at the front page. But as we see here, the front page contains some of the information, but we'll have to go to some of the subsequent pages to actually get the terpene data. So once again, this parsing algorithm is going to need to be tailored so that maybe you, say, iterate over all of the pages until you've gotten all the data points that you're looking for. And once again, we're only getting, say, two or three terpenes here. Ideally, we could get all of the terpenes. So that's going to take some clever prompting to do. So so that's sort of the, the work that that I've been tinkering on, um, you know, I encourage you all to to play out, play around with this tool because I populated this with, as I said, north of uh, 15,000 COAs. Um, I'm going to be watching the bill. So that's why I'm kind of opening it up to you to kind of do development. I'm trying to sort of get an estimation about you know what is the the marginal cost of making all this data searchable parsable and once it's parsed then you'll have you know your your nice data file here that awesome people like rick and whoever you can now finally use cannabinoid terpene data all the data on the certificate to to build rich models and find amazing insights. So, so so, I encourage you all to play around with this, submit issues, grab your keyboard and and contribute, clone the code and use it in your own projects. Use it however you wish. And then if you scroll down here, you're also free to to contribute because, as I said, you know I'm gonna kind of be limiting or watching the the usage here, um, and I'm gonna have to maybe think about you know if if I make this tool widely available, it, it would be I may unfortunately either have to you know charge for the service or if any of you want to to contribute. That then you're welcome to as well, or run it on your own machine. Um, and, you know, as I said, there's going to be a, a cost there. But as I said, there's a small marginal cost, but we've got the sources, we've got the methods, we've got the data. Let's dive into the analysis. So to please feel free to contribute or explore or, you know, or you know check out the the github and and tinker to your heart's to heart's content or at the very least you know give it the repository a star if this is something that you find useful so what is everybody's thoughts comments questions i know it was a lot of material but it seems like we've finally achieved or not achieved, but we're you know finally starting to make progress on, hand like some tangible, some tangible progress that people can put in their hands and use, or or put in their pipes and use. But anybody have any thoughts they want to share?
2: I needed that review, so thank you very much. Um, it was good to you know for my first time back up for a long time so thank you for that but i'll um go through the github again as well as the videos like we talked about
0: thank you and there's a lot there and as i would really want to to drive home this is more of a demonstration a lot of the this needs to be perfected or if not perfected probably, right, we can never get to 100%, but it can always be improved upon. So, that was just a first iteration of what a COA parsing prompt could look like or a a lab results search could look like. So, these are all just, you know, a first iteration. And as I was pointing out, there's many, many imperfections and things that can be improved upon. So I, so I encourage you all to 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 use it, make it your own. Tinker, explore, pe- pester me if you you want anything added to it or you want any data. so I think I think there's a lot there. We've just just be- begun to explore. Ooh Rick, thought comment question? No, I just wanted to
4: say awesome presentation that um, I mean, we you met a um, or created a proof of concept, a really good one uh, for a problem, a real problem uh, and use some some cutting edge technology to do it. Um, I think that you're right there. You could improve the cost associated with it um, through like playing around with like different models and stuff like that. I've been doing some um, like computer vision uh, training and stuff, which you might that might be an application for this as well in terms of like collecting specific stuff and parsing it in a format that you know you want consistently. Um, I'm going to take a look at the GitHub. I I haven't seen it yet, so I'm excited, uh, and I'll try to contribute as much as I can. So, thank you.
0: Ooh, phenomenal! And remember. This is actually only a cost we technically have to bear once. So once the COA is parsed, it's parsed. And so that's where you were mentioning your vector databases. And that's exactly what it could be used for. Parse the COA once, that may cost one or two cents, or say five to 10 cents or what have you uh, through OpenAI, but then save that in your vector database. So that way, If you see a PDF, remember we talked about hashes, um, it would be similar with a vector. So as soon as you see a PDF, you create a vector for it. You see if that vector already exists in your database. If it does, you can get the lab results without having to reparse it. If it doesn't yet exist, then you, you know, you parse it and save it in your database. So that could be a way you could save costs right off the bat. Well,
4: if there's fifteen hundred of them out there right now, I'll play around with um, saving them to my vector database uh, and then let you know um, how it works out. Because
0: please, I, 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 I encourage I encourage yeah. you all to play play around with it. And as I was showing you, I just started with a sample size of five, and then as you saw, it gradually worked up to a sample size of around fifty-five. So as i was i always uh, mentioned i'm a small sample guy you can do a lot with the small sample so i encourage you yeah put five of these observations or put 50 in your vector database if it proves useful works well for your application fill it up with 1500 um but but as i said the, the cost may get on a, a little high but if there's value i think hopefully there'll be people out there who'd you know be willing to chip in a couple bucks uh to get their coa data phenomenal thank you all for coming your eyes your ears your attention this is all moving the ball forward this wouldn't happen without you so you're the ones who are to really helping this actually happen and move everything forward it's all the the thoughts the the questions the ideas that have happened throughout the whole cannabis data science meetup that's led us on this journey we realized people wanted coas we realized there was a way we could parse them get the text out of them and we started exploring openai tools and people wanted to learn more about those and learn more about terpene profiles and phenotypes and you know it's just all of this ties together until We are where we are today, where we realize, oh, there's Florida patients. They've been asking for their certificates, like we encourage people to do. There's finally a lot of these URLs that are available because companies are making them available. And that's my final point for today is we started asking, and now we saw large companies like Cureleaf are putting these in VitaCAN, they're putting them out by the hundreds if not thousands and it's becoming popular so there's a company in florida the flowering and they do what's called uh coa drops and so i forget every few weeks or month they'll just drop say 20 to 60 coas and that's you know their their new inventory they're releasing at the store and it's brilliant because we were talking about these tests can run up to say 500 bucks a pop. So if you tested 20 samples at 500 bucks a pop, that's like a $10,000 bill. And instead of just just eating that bill, you actually get to use it for your benefit, right? So they're now using their COAs as a marketing tool. So they're like they're hyping it up. They're saying, "Okay, we're gonna drop the COAs, and then they release them, and then everybody's excited about it. They're looking through them, and they're like talking about them on Reddit. They're saying like, "Oh, like check this one out. This one's got uh, this one's got a ton of d lemonine or or "Oh, watch out. This one's <laughs> this one's a pharma bomb." Um, so you can get you know quick feedback, get people excited for your products, and use the lab result data to your advantage instead of just letting the coas accumulate dust on somebody's old dusty hard drive so i love it seeing companies putting this data to good use it's getting consumers excited about it and because of all of you awesome cannabis data scientists we can add our piece to the puzzle and actually make the data readily accessible and analyzable so and then it's up to all of you to to start drawing nifty little insights so what is the average farnesine that you can expect um you know what's the ranges on that you know what what's the range on this beta pinene to d limonene ratio like what's the strongest sativa in the florida market and what's the strongest indica you know you can start to to discover these things and you know you you may find gold Dude, too cool i'll get all these links and material posted and available for you i encourage you all to to get in touch throughout the week even if you want to use some of this material you know in your own projects or however you see fit just you know let's just keep working on this because as i said as soon as I discovered this, all of a sudden, you know, now there's a you know a thousand and one more things to do, but we can just keep slowly and methodically tinkering on it. Well, you need to all go out and enjoy your day. I've kept you too long. Thank you one more time for coming, helping advance cannabis science.